0: Whether I'm turkey hunting, scouting, or glassing for game, I never go into the woods without my Vortex Optics. With their VIP warranty, I can go with confidence because they'll replace any glass damaged in the woods. I dropped my binoculars out of the deer stand last fall, and Vortex got me fixed up and back in the tree in no time. Vortex makes the highest quality and affordable rangefinders, binoculars, and scopes on the market. Y'all check them out at vortexoptics.com. Support for this episode comes from Missouri-based Kuat
1: Racks. For trailblazing rides or Class 4 river drops, Kuat makes racks that help get your gear where you want to be. Their new Class 4 kayak rack locks, folds, and stacks up easily for hauling and stowing your gear. Not to mention, you'll want to keep a Class 4 on the roof at all times because it actually looks good up there. Kuat, because you love your bike and your kayak. Get your next adventure on your vehicle at kuat, that's K-U-A-T dot com.
0: I was like, you know what, I, I want to do it one more time. And uh, Jacob was like, let me let me take it over. And as we're rowing through, he says, man, Kyle, the last time I rode you through here, you caught a big brown. As soon as he said that, indicator went under, no. hook set. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And those don't happen all that often. You know that. Within a second of fighting this fish, my fly line is zipping out upriver. The boat just kept going downstream, like, not moving at all.
1: You're listening to the Ozark Podcast. We sit down with men and women from the Ozarks that have a passion for the outdoors. Our aim is to listen, learn, and pass along their knowledge and experiences to help you become a better outdoorsman. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Ozark Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Veet, and I am joined by the finest gentleman this side of the Mississippi, here deep in the Ozarks, we've got another episode for you guys, and we're actually we're testing something new. We're gonna we're gonna go back and review some of our recent episodes, pull out some of the highlights. Daniel, you know you've been chopping up the reels and mm-hmm. getting just really the best pieces out of each episode. Some of them controversial, and um, and some of them just good good information. So mm-hmm. we're, we thought it'd be cool to kind of dive into some of those topics a little bit deeper because there's some there's some meat. Still on the bone that we didn't yep. pick all the way off. Um, obviously, we have me, Daniel,
0: Kyle. Yep. Anything to get Daniel on the mic. I'm a fan of. <sighs> it's, they keep dragging me on even, here. Even if it is just to get a, him on. a new format, kind of test the water scenario. I'm yeah. a big fan. And
1: we've we've talked about too. You know, Daniel's kind of he's he's our layman's uh, perspective and and mm-hmm. people who may not be as deep into. Aka, the,
2: I don't know anything. That's not. <laughs> see, you
1: said that, not me, but. Just to kind of ask a perspective that maybe is different from like what Kyle and I Mm -hmm. see and think as guys who are out in it all the time and, you know, just talking with guides and stuff like that. So, recent three episodes, we talked with Ben Woodard. That was our most recent. We're going to start there. Uh, Before that, we talked with Clayton Eliason of Red's Guide Service, talking Mm -hmm. smallmouth. Ben, we talked uh, the sulfur hatch. Yep. And then before that, we talked with Peyton Ussery. Big Pete. Big Pete. Shout out Big Pete. Catching crappie, catching crappie, uh, and a little bit of taxidermy and some mm. some uh, beekeeping, honey bee rescue. What
2: was it? A purist. He's an apurist. A purist.
1: Yep. Yeah. So we'll go through those. We've got some uh, like a highlight from each one of those, and then we'll just kind of give our perspective on it. And do you want to tease at all what's I'm coming? Tease
0: because I like that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tease. Um, oh, like upcoming episodes or the story that you're gonna tell about the fish you oh. caught?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking upcoming <laughs> episodes you could tease this the fish story I'm going to tease like. the
1: fish and then the upcoming episodes so my friend Kyle here has done it mm. he he did something really impressive um last weekend this most recent last weekend and um he caught a really big fish and that's all I'm going to say <laughs> we'll leave it at that <laughs> and now that that's out of the way um we do we're going to kind of tease we don't normally do this we haven't done this before but we're going to tease some upcoming episodes um, that
0: Because we've been in fishing a lot.
1: Because we've been in fishing a lot. And it's just something, yeah, it's something to look forward to. Um, and and a name you guys might recognize. I'm going to say it.
2: Oh, you're, you're going to name drop. I'm going to say it. Say I'm, it. I might bleep it out in post. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we've actually, I'm super excited about this. And so a name dropping because I'm excited. And I, I think you guys will be excited too. Um, been talking with Tim Ernst and we're going to get mm. him on. And that's just a name to me, you know, growing up in the Ozarks. It's like, you hear that and you think, it's synonymous it's with capturing the beauty of those. Oh, arts. for sure. Um, so that should be a good one. And uh, we've got a few more coming up too, but that's the only one I'm going to drop right now. Mm. If you guys actually, this would be fun. If you guys have any questions or anything you want to ask them, feel free to reach out to us. You can that's a good idea. message us on Instagram or Facebook or email. Um, and if there's anything specific, we'll we'll probably include your qu- your question as long as it's not like, stupid (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah just reach out and and let us know i think that'd be kind of cool to do um should we start let's do it let's try it out so we've got we've got a clip here from from ben's episode hopefully this works on the first try
2: this is you want to give some context real quick ben's episode was about what
1: yeah so so ben woodard of woodard fly fishing um He is a guide over on the white, and specifically, we wanted to do an episode with him on on bug season, and he was like, well, you know, caddis hatch is kind of pretty much gone at this point, or or fading at least. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what if we talked about the sulfur hatch, which is a type of mayfly um, that is kind of a relatively newer hatch, is what it sounds like, over on the white, which is cool in itself, That that's just like, there's like a kind of a new bug over there. And uh, the fish are keyed in on it, and it's great fishing, as as Kyle will um, explain yeah. <laughs> here in a second. <laughs> yeah. So here here's a clip from from Ben.
2: Last year's cast hatch was like 45 days long. The year before that, 60 days yeah. long. And the sulfur hatch was, was good as well. During this period of time, in that second week of May to that first week of June, where we are now, there's a lot of mayflies moving in the water. Now, this type of mayfly is a newer hatch on this river. Three years ago, it was probably 10, 12 days long. Last year, it was 30
0: days. So you're looking at this year and going, this year is going to be really great. Correct. And was it, Kyle? <laughs> it's weird hearing my voice on playback <laughs> through my ears <laughs> from an episode we've already done. Was the fishing really great? Oh, yeah, the fishing was really great. <laughs> really great. What do you want to know? Oh, man. The, the, the full story of the full weekend or the highlight of... Well, for,
1: before we go there, let's let's just say on that... Uh, on that note that Ben just talked about, did you notice it? Like, did you see sulfurs hatching? Were you over there? Were you like observing hatches in the afternoons? Like, oh yeah. So what, I was. Was what he's
0: saying? Like, did it check out? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I caught every me and the boat caught every fish we caught that weekend on sulfur mayfly emerging patterns. Mm. And so I actually went back and listened to his episode before going out this weekend. <clears throat> I was like, all right, what do I need? What do I need to do? What yeah. flies do I need? What do I need for my leader set up and tip it and all that stuff and literally like by his playbook ran the plays and caught the biggest trout i've ever caught (laughs) so i'll I'll give you the story and give me the story (laughs) and
1: actually this is good because this was this last weekend and we were like talking about it he's you send me the picture and i'm like holy cow that's an amazing (laughs) fish i know it's your personal best because we've obviously Mm -hmm. been fishing together for as long as we've been fishing and um but i was like don't tell me like let's let's Tell it on the podcast. Yeah, this is true. You've never heard this. So this is the first time I'm actually hearing it, and and Daniel, you as well. We've never heard of this. Yeah.
0: So <clears throat> decided to take my little sister and little brother and my wife to the White River all for the first time. Amazing. And so my wife had never been out there. We gone to the, the like you know the Beaver Tail Waters and wherever else, but she's never made the the trip over to Cotter. And, uh, and she's
1: pretty fishy. I mean, she's she catches good fish wherever she goes. She
0: is. It's. It's really having a kid and all of that, it's hard to dedicate like multiple days to it kind yeah. of thing. So uh, when it went that way and my little sister had never fly, fly fish before and my brother had only with me a couple of times. Like I bought him a rod for Christmas, you know, two years ago. And before we left, he goes, I don't have any fly line on my reel. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> so got, got you this rod. Didn't get you the reel. Now we have to go get you the... So it's the, just the, been the sitting line. somewhere in a oh, closet. Yeah, he's yeah. not used it, which is fine. And, uh, we get out there and get in the water, fish the first couple of runs. I made the stupid, stupid boater decision to try to go through a really skinny stretch while <laughs> rowing, yeah, with the jet prop still down now, not oh. as detrimental as if you had like a prop motor, yeah, sure. but I didn't pull it out of the water. it's like oh, it's it's deep enough for fine, yeah, hit a rock and and bust the pin that puts the motor from you know. Neutral forward reverse, like completely obliterated it. Yeah, gotcha. And we were downstream from the boat ramp at this point. (laughs) And And I can't get back up. Yeah, we're like, crap. (laughs) Which we've been there before. We've done that. (laughs) Yeah. Different story. I'm, I'm super wigged out. Little brother's helping me out. His name's Jacob. I'll, I'll just call him that from, from then on. Name drop. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, Whoa, and my wife and little sister are they're like like you know what's the big deal? We have oars. Is like no, we're, we're downstream. We're we're screwed. We're not rowing. We're not rowing this, not rowing this thing. Upstream. So we end up figuring out how to get it into neutral, get the engine started. Then as it's running, we tie a rope through the piece that you have to hold down to keep it in forward. Mm-hmm. End up tying the rope down, kicking it in forward, and just hightailing it back to the boat ramp. Drive to Lowe's, buy a pen, and we just totally rigged it at this point. I mean, I'm using like hardware store stuff to make the boat work, but it worked. So I got it running again. All right. So we're finally on the water this time after not catching any fish and screwing up the boat. It's like, I mean, it was amateur hour, and I felt like an idiot (laughs) because I'm like, I'm the guide of the weekend, right? It's like, I'm going to show you all my favorite place in the world. I'm going to teach you how to fish. I'm going to operate the boat. Like, I'll just row, no big deal. Everything's riding on you. First thing we do, I screw up the boat. And I've never done that before. So we're finally in the water. Little sister catches her first trout on a fly rod. Good, good rainbow. Great rainbow. Great rainbow for a first fish. Oh yeah, get it in the boat. We we fish from two o'clock till dark. I mean, like are literally pulling out at dark. That's a long uh, day to go get pizza. So the next morning we go and um did you go to Nima's. Oh yeah, got, went yeah. to Nima's <laughs> and so uh, good. dude, great spot. it's like world class pizza oh, or something. Great spot. Great spot. Or so they say on their that, website. Oh, that's you can never you know I, can't believe, I believe it on in the internet, but it's I pretty good. It.
1: No, they they did. They won like a second place world championship trophy from a pizza competition. Which really be, which is I, nuts. I want to go to a pizza competition. Now
2: I want to go to Nima's. Oh I got really hungry. Had it? no I have. We I've always had it at like actually it's only been when I've gone fishing. Yeah in the white. Yeah. And it's so good because you're like so hungry. Oh and yeah. You're like in your a sunburned you're <laughs> yeah. dehydrated. Yeah and it's like this is the <laughs> best pizza I need. Ever. It. It's heavy though. Like it's, it's so good It's savory. Yeah it's good. It's
0: really good. So, go get dinner, stay at the little Verbo that we rented, and the next morning, perfect morning, and the decision was, we're going to keep fishing the same riffle, or really the same stretch. It's probably a, I don't know, half a mile stretch that was producing fish the day before. Okay. And this was because I didn't trust my boat to drive any further than that. Yeah. And... Every time we ran through there, we were pulling fish out of it. It's like, yeah. why change it? Why leave? Like, yeah. We can go look for quote unquote big trout water, or big brown water, or whatever, but this is working. So that's always
1: a that's an old adage that's like, I've heard before don't leave fish to find fish.
0: Like, oh, totally. If
1: you're on them, stay on them. Like, don't leave.
0: Which that's the beauty of that, you know, supreme boat out there is you can run it through, kick on the motor, drive it, do it again all day long, all day, which <laughs> is what we ended up doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, we catch some fish in the morning. Um, I end up throwing on a sulfur dry, yep. catching a little brown, little brown. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a year old. Okay. <laughs> a, it was a small fish. It's, it's like four, four inches fresh or something. And uh, you know how they get really happy jumping out, catching flies. So I oh, yeah. uh, caught him rowing the whole day. We, uh, we eat lunch. And then like look at my brother. I said, Jacob, you know, you want to row a bit? I want to fish some. And He's like, yeah, I'll row. So row through the same riffle. Hooking hook into an 18-inch brown. Running around, get him in the boat. And I was like, I'm good. That's a great fish. Yeah, I am happy. Pumped. <laughs> I'll row the rest of the day. So I'd fished twice. Yeah. So far on Saturday. Once to catch the little brown on the dry. The second hours later after lunch, saying, Let me let me throw one in the water. Yeah. So catch that one.
1: And no rainbows in between that or
0: No, I rode. So everybody else was catching fish. Yeah, right, right, right. right. But
1: like when you were fishing, you always No, I caught
0: three I fished three times and caught three browns. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm. One four inches. One eighteen and one, one bigger. (laughs) And, uh, so catch, get that fish in the boat. It's like, I'm, I'm great. I let me row the rest of the day. I do this all the time. I just want to show y'all, I want y'all to fish, catch all the fish. So they're catching fish. Maris, my wife pulls in a good size Brown. Um, her first Brown on the fly rod ever. So Mm -hmm. caught in a size 18. Way to go Maris. Hair's ear with a gold bead head. Um, I think she had a copper John drop below it took the, took the high fly. And, um, fish for a few more hours. And now it's, you know, kind of towards the end of the day. And it's like, we got to get out of the water and get home because we all have kids to take care of and jobs to do the next day kind of thing. And so we go back to the top of this run, the same run that we've been doing. I'm not kidding. The whole day. <laughs> all we've been doing is fishing this stretch. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to do it one more time. Y'all been catching a lot of fish. Yeah. Let me, let me get one last fish. in the Yeah.
1: Boat. A send off if you will. Yeah.
0: And uh, Jacob was like, let me, let me take it over. And uh, he, gets on, he gets behind the oars and as we're rowing through, really my favorite little pocket of water because it's good structure and it's fast and it's slow and it's all the things you, you hope to get mm-hmm. for a nice fish. Uncanny. He says, man, Kyle, the last time I rode you through here, you caught a big brown. As soon as he said that, Indicator went under. No. Hook set.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like,
0: <laughs> per- perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And those don't happen all that often. You know that. Yeah. But, I mean, oh. he was just joking. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, last time I rode you through here, you caught a big brown, saying, <laughs> yeah. like, you've already outfished me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, don't do it again. Yeah. Right?
1: And, and how many times do you say that on a stretch, too? Oh, you you yeah. say something like that and it's and like, it happens. and it, or it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could happen all day long and you could For say sure. silly stuff like well, that.
0: Well, and we kept noticing, too, if somebody would get a fish, then it's like the person at the front of the boat would get a fish. Like, doubles kept happening. Oh, Okay. I don't know if that's just you're in the right drift, like you figured it out. So maybe it going works. over a pod, maybe fish. that. But it was, hmm. we just kept joking about the rule of two of twos, or the mm-hmm. rule of doubles. Yeah, like everything's happening in doubles. Anyway, indicator dives. I set the hook, and within a second of fighting this fish, I'm already telling the whole boat this is a really good fish because <laughs> I could just tell. Yeah. And it was so big that in the run, the boat just kept going downstream, and my fly line is zipping out towards, you know, upriver, I guess, because we're going up. downriver, and uh, like not moving at all. Oh, oh Oh, yeah. At one point, <laughs> Maris goes, "I think you're hooked on the bottom." Yeah I said, "Babe, I promise I'm not hooked <laughs> <Yeah>. on the <laughs> like, bottom." Don't say that I, <laughs> can, I can feel it. I know the difference between a bottom and a fish, yeah. but like this is a big fish. Yeah. And so uh, it comes towards the boat. Now we can tell, like, this is a big fish, so I'm reeling as fast as I can. Uh, we see it at one point, yeah. And Maris, my wife, goes, Oh, that thing has to be at least 20. And I said, This thing's a lot bigger than 20, oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh, because I just caught one 18, and yeah, gotten to where I can judge him, kind of not yeah. perfect, but I could tell this was a nice fish. You just had that feeling. And so, are you from- trying to
1: get it on the reel at this point, like?
0: Yeah, which I know you're not supposed to do, but well, I, mean, I didn't want my fly line to get fish. caught in something and screw it up later. Yeah. So yeah, I got under the reel and uh get him close to the boat, turns and runs, close to the boat, turns and run, dives, dives, dives. I'm talking close to a 15 minute fight. Yeah. Which Holy I hate cow. to do on a fish that size because yeah. you want to get him in quick. Yeah. But I'm fishing four X tippet on a size 18 hook. <laughs> tiny, and, and I had a dropper that tiny. was smaller. Yeah. And so I was worried he was on. And you don't even know what he's on at this point. Oh yeah. No idea. Yeah. And uh get to the deep water at this point I can see him just diving and swimming and I'm freaking out like my my little <laughs> sister is making fun of me the whole time yeah <laughs> like anytime I say something she's like mocking me back because yeah. she starts casting and I was like do not cast in the water <laughs> stop and it. she looks at me she's like do not cast in the water <laughs> <laughs> and I was like no for real like, this is <laughs> everything like, nobody moves. <laughs> yeah, like if you cast and hit my line or oh, something like all the, you know I'm, I'm playing all the variables in my head yeah
1: her hooking your line for and sure tugging it out
0: and I didn't I didn't say this earlier i'd watched maris make a few just super missed net jobs on oh. like little rainbows <laughs> that i, st- I kind of start giving her grief and i was like babe if i ever hook into a big brown i don't want you netting the fish oh. <laughs> so now she's giving me grief oh man she's like do you not want me to net this she's fish i'll like, go sit you down yeah. i'm not helping you she's like maybe i hit it right in the head <laughs> just like, everybody's giving me crap which i actually think was really helpful because yeah, i you're... wasn't stressed the whole time yeah i could have been joking um so she's on the net, brother's on the oars. Macy starts filming. And uh, I, I asked Jacob, hey, just row to those shallows because there's kind of a, a big gravel bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, if you can just bank the boat, I can get out. He's I've been fighting him long enough now. He's not going to run me up and down the river. We yeah. need to give him in a net. Yeah. And uh, banks us on. I jump out. Maris jumps out barefoot uh, in the rocks with the net and starts trying to chase his fish around. And eventually we get to where... She's right by the fish. I can't see it. I just start backing up towards the bank as yeah. slowly as I can. Right. Just trying to drag it to the shallow because if we could get him shallow, we could net him without him diving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh finally get it shallow, she nets it. And uh she she picks it up out of the water and it, it's so, it's big enough that she, like the net is bending under the weight of it. Like she can't hold it out as yeah. far as, as it was. <laughs> and then we all start freaking out. Oh my god. And um <sighs> Get on the scale, get some pictures. Landed a twenty-six inch. I don't know how many pounds, but fat, insane brown trout. Holy cow! And uh, yeah, we're looking at it, and the whole time I'm I'm telling everybody like I'll, I may never catch a fish like yeah, this. Like, you guys don't <laughs> like, understand. I'm so glad y'all were here, and it's uh it was hilarious, you know, in hindsight because I'd I had not fished <laughs> like yeah. I had not been fishing. It was your third, my, yeah, my third time to fish. Yeah. And uh, and hooked into that thing and and kept telling everybody like, this is not normal, I promise. Yeah. I'm not this good of a fisherman yeah, at yeah. all. Like, I'm not this good of a fly fisherman like whatsoever. I assume you're it on just
1: this, the same rig as what they were fishing too. Like, Oh, I mean, throughout the day.
0: Jacob was fishing my rod half the time. Yeah. Because he would get a tangle or something. I was like, just put it down, grab mine. Yeah. So like the exact same thing. Wow. Yeah. I rigged everybody up. Same depth, same flies, same everything. Because it was going to work. Yeah. And it had worked. And so... Yeah, didn't do anything different, just had it in the right spot at the right time, and he took it amazing, dude. And uh, 26 yeah. inch brown got some pictures, released him, swam away really healthy. We watched for a while, making sure he's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he fought the whole time. There was no like, you know, how you can tell like this fish might be kind of screwed. Yeah, it's none of that. Yeah, it was a uh. It was textbook, and now reliving it is more fun. Maybe even than playing it, or than than actually playing the fish at the time, because yeah. I was I was so stressed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, yeah, you're like locked in. Yeah. nothing is fun. You're just like no, it's I like have I have to get this fish in to yeah. the boat. So, so yeah. yeah, Ben's episode worked for me. That's amazing. You he, know what? He, I listened on the way down there
1: for the Ozark podcast. Listen to Ben's episode. Truly, you might catch a 26 inch. And he, yeah, I'm
0: saying that as the guy who was a part of the episode. You're right? Yeah,
1: but. I mean, it worked, man. That's crazy. What, what was, so what, uh, size rod were you using? Were you on a five weight? Five weight, man. five weight
0: floating line. Yeah.
1: That's amazing.
0: And, and what, what was the fly? Uh, the fly was a size 18 hair's ear. Hair's ear. With a bead head. With a bead
1: head yep. and barbless. Barbless. So it yeah. we were in the catch and release area and it popped right out of his mouth.
0: Yep. A hook set right at the top of the mouth. That
1: that never ceases to amaze me. How big of a fish you can catch on such a small. I mean, that's tiny. that's a size eighteen, Daniel. Like I'm, it's like look, almost like a grain of it's rice. Small. Like, yeah, it's tiny. You can't see it on the video, but it's like
0: that. It's like a long <laughs> grain <YouTube>. of rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah, it's a wild grain. Wild. Grain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pasta noodle that broke off at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's insane, man. What a great day, and yeah. and, on, and honestly, just like a a perfect way to show off the white river mm-hmm. to
0: a couple people who have never been over there before. Oh yeah. No, it was awesome. Man. It was awesome. I hope to do it again someday, but that's a fish of a decade. So absolutely. Yeah. We know. were just talking about the Talk to, put, talk to me in my late thirties and see if I've done it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put that in perspective. I mean,
1: you, we've been fishing together ever since college and that's like what, seven, eight years mm-hmm. and never caught a fish like that. So yeah, I mean, that's a yeah, because we were late, Beyond late in college fish. when we started. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. You may not catch one of those ever again. I mean, hopefully so, but <laughs> I'll be over there enough. It's we'll a huge thing I can tangle with. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah,
0: it was sweet. That's cool. There's a lot of things to know about hunting turkeys in the Ozarks, but there's two things I know for sure. One, it's that turkeys have really good eyesight, so your camo matters. Canis makes an incredible turkey camo. It is comfortable, it is breathable blends into the background like no other. It is the perfect camouflage for those long sits back up against a white oak tree. Hearing those hens and gobblers hold up 200 yards away as I'm just waiting for them to come in. The second thing you gotta
1: know is you have to be prepared for anything. Whether it's a tom sneaking up behind you or a rainstorm coming at you out of nowhere, Canis has you covered. From the Nunavut rain jacket to the chamois hoodie to the alpine pant with built-in knee pads, make sure you have Canis on
0: you for this upcoming turkey season. Use our discount code, OZARK, for 15% off website or in-store, and good luck this turkey season.
1: Sadly, hunting season in the Ozarks has come to an end. But in these hills and haulers, it's always been the off-season where woodsmen dialed in their equipment to get ready for the next hunt. And there is no better time to dial in your shot grouping with some new gear from Umarex. Our friends over at Umarex produce some of the most accurate air-powered rifles in the world, with everything from 22 caliber guns for squirrels and rabbits, 30 calibers for coyotes, bobcats, and coons, all the way up to 50 caliber air rifles that can take down white-tailed deer, barrel hogs, and bear. Umarex leads the industry in accuracy and innovation, making some of the best hunting air guns on the market, hands down. Head on over to umarexusa.com and use our discount code Ozark Air for 12% off your entire order and start getting dialed in for your next hunt. All right. Should we move on to our our next clip? Yeah. Which one's which one is this one? We've got next on the mic. This is uh this is from Clayton's episode talking smallmouth, specifically on the kings, but this applies mm-hmm. broadly to um the Ozarks in general and and we were actually on the kings. With him this day and he he invited us out there to kind of show us some of the techniques he was talking about so here's here's a clip from clayton if i'm waiting well really even if i'm in a boat either way i want my fly line to go at a 45 degree angle downstream i'll strip it and just kind of let that current swing it down under me you can keep your line tight and you can just twitch your rod the whole time. You can let line out as you go and cover more water. You can strip it all. There's so many things you can do. It's not something that you need somebody to teach you how to do in order to have success doing it your first time out. This last week I was out just fishing on a little creek by my house and I was experimenting with throwing downstream further, straight across, a little bit upstream, letting it get deeper, swinging around, kind of letting that fly turn and have that Mm -hmm. little wiggle right at the end. It's so easy to go out there and do that. Yeah, 100%. I'll do everything I need to do with my wrist. The big key for smallmouth, upstream attitude. So you want that fly kind of facing upstream the whole time. And then you want pauses. When that fly pauses, I want it to have action. I want it to kick where that tail almost comes around and touches the nose of it. That's what triggers those bites. So he's talking smallmouth tactics on streamers. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's it's one of the things that makes, I think, smallmouth fishing so unique as opposed to maybe like trout fishing, where you're where you're going to fish, um, you know, wet flies and you're you're dead drifting and stuff like that. And, and why I really like this this clip is it highlights you have to be so creative because mm-hmm. it's not like when you go out and you're you're fishing for smallmouth that like the same thing is going to work every single time. And on a different day, on a different hour of the same day, it could be different. Things can turn off and turn on in, in an instant. And that's why it's so important to like switch up your technique, switch up your strategy, get a little bit deeper, go a little bit faster, go a little bit slower. And some of those t- techniques we we learned, and you know we we demonstrated um, with Clayton, and he he showed to us. And I mean it was it was what we had to do to catch fish that day. It wasn't the most productive day be- because they just weren't turned on to everything, and so mm-hmm. we kind of had to switch it up.
0: Yeah, I mean the true smallmouth guys would make fun of the the story I just told. Of like, yeah, you fished the same fly that you knew would work for everybody. Yeah. And you watched a bobber all day. Yeah. And I get it because we went and smallmouth fish and you realize like, no, it's a totally different game. It you is. Gotta, you got to you got to really switch it up and find exactly what they want to eat and you better have the right depth and the right cover and the right whatever. Yeah. And it's going to work. It is, it is, um,
1: I, I, compare smallmouth fishing more to hunting, not that, and you know, mm-hmm. someone who's a a trout guide who's, you know, he knows his stuff. He may, he may just, dis, uh, discredit this, but <laughs> In my experience, like you're going out, and you know you're a lot of times you're sight fishing for smallmouth. You're in these clear, just beautiful limestone creeks. You, there's a lot of visibility. You can see the fish; they can see you, so they're spooky. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it, it's a lot more like hunting. You're targeting one and two fish at a time, one hole at a time. What you know, you might do a little bit in, in trout fishing as well. But um, I was out on a, a creek nearby my house the other day, and um, this was. I think this was right after, maybe right before Clayton's um, episode that we did. But I, I essentially all day long, I was switching and trying different stuff because I would be on them and then and then I would stop, and then I'd be on them and I'd stop. And so one of the things that I did was like halfway through the day, I was like, "What if I just tried casting actually upstream a little bit, letting my my fly sink down lower in the water because I'm not pulling any pressure on it, getting all the way to the bottom, and then letting that swing out and." wait until the very end until it's got that upstream attitude to start stripping. And then, boom, as soon as I did that, fish started hmm. jumping on the hook. And so it's just like testing that, casting straight out, casting upstream, casting downstream, all of that stuff. You can play with it and be so creative, um, and you kind of have to be to catch those smallmouths. Mm.
2: Okay, question real quick. As the layman of the podcast, I this technique, I, I'm not a fly fisherman. Yeah it doesn't make it, like i explain it to me like i'm a 5 year old okay cuz even you talking about it, it was like tell me give me the technique simply but then why you do it with small mouth
1: so <clears throat> i'll try this as best i can yeah um so he talked about one thing he said was upstream attitude yeah i don't know what that means so an upstream attitude is like and he he kind of alludes to it there but your minnow is facing upstream. Which it's so swimming into the current. So it's swimming into the current. Okay. Which is typically what a fish would do. Like what what fish do? They're facing upstream. Yeah. <clears throat> and I I'm not a scientist, so but I, I think it's because that oxygen in the water is passing over their gills and through their gills and just makes it easier for them to to breathe. Yeah. Obviously they can swim. Well, downstream. those bait fish
0: do it too, because they can they can change direction quicker than a big fish going upstream. If they're going downstream they have the water pushing them, mm. which in theory, it's like, well, they're going faster, but they're not as maneuverable. Mm. So they can't get out of the way of a predator that as quickly sense. as they could. So the, so the okay.
1: point is, it's it's more natural to have an upstream yep. attitude. It's more natural. That's what if you're throwing a streamer, which is, in, is to imitate some kind of minnow or bait fish is just is what a streamer is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's just trying to be as ma- as natural as possible. Because if a fish sees it, maybe that's swimming downstream, it may be less inclined to eat it because it's like, ah, that doesn't really look super realistic. So, but how do you like, how do you achieve that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking you throw it and naturally it's going to be downstream, right? How do you? So it'll, the water will pull it, right? And so if you threw it straight out from you, 90 degrees at the other bank. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so now the water is going to pull it downstream. Yeah. You're, the line is tied to the hook at the top of the hook where the head would be on the bait fish. And so as it swings down, the head now is pointing upstream. So when we talk about swinging... That makes sense. That's like what a swing is. You're casting okay. it out and you're letting the water swing it. And, and that pressure, if you were to just throw it out there and then like cut the line, it would just float and it would flail and flop and all that. Yeah. But because it's still tied to that fixed the point... The tension is a lot making Which is it, you. Okay. It's swinging across the... The current, the stream, it's covering different grooves and channels okay. and, and structure yep. across. And then at the very end, as it gets to the end, now it has the full weight of the water current pushing on it, which is similar to you, like stripping it in. And it will actually lift the fly up in the water column because your yeah. line is on top of the water. And that, that simulates a rising fish maybe or something like that. So it's, it's, there's all these points in between from mm-hmm. when you cast and it lands in the water. To when you finally start stripping it in,
2: yeah, I guess it's when you said swing. Initially, I'm like, I, I, you know, critique on the guiding community. Sorry, <laughs> that's a, that's just like a fancy way to say. It. In my mind, like just let it drift. Like, yeah, yes, but it's it like eh, yeah. we'll
3: call
0: it swinging. I'm like, that's you, you call really it. You call it swinging <laughs> if you keep the line with some tension, so you can feel it. Yeah, okay. so it maybe feels like a fish that's like tumbling through the water as it's dying or something, and the <laughs> fish might grab it then. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's you it's like a hinge. It's swinging out to be. Downstream of you, so that it has an upstream attitude as it comes yeah. back to your rod, so which you, is different than
1: like so drift, letting it drift. It's different than a dead drift, which yeah. is like throwing it out there and trying not to put any tension on yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and simulating something that yeah. has
0: died or can't swim. Yeah, or is a yeah a bug, yeah a midge or something that right. just gets pulled around by the water.
2: Yeah, that that technique when the swinging one, I feel is what like what most. Like naive fishermen when they first go out there, even like spin rod, they're like, eh, just throw it out and then you kind of forget about it. And yeah. it just, it's still tensioned. Yeah. But it just mm-hmm. drifts. Right. Like you do that not even thinking about it. But in fly fishing, it's a, uh, obviously it's a technique. That sounds yeah. dumb to say it's not, but like it's more intentional. I guess like I'm, if I did that, it'd be mindless. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. I forgot about it. But y'all are doing it intentionally
1: to, for the water column, to make it look more natural, all that stuff. Yeah. And that's, it totally depends okay. on the situation. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes you want to cast it out and start stripping it right back in. Yeah. And, like, you're not just letting it swing and, and kind of float down. You're, like, tugging it. You're pulling it.
0: You're making it look like a bait fish that's, like, running away. But yes. The difference between casting a bobber with a worm into a pond yeah. and doing what we're doing is you're always you're always engaging with whatever your your fly is at the other end of that line. Yeah. Like, at all times. If you're dead drifting it you're always making sure your fly line is not pulling it forwards or backwards. Like you want it as natural as possible. If you're stripping streamers, you want it to be as natural as possible, but you're always manipulating it. So you Mm -hmm. always want tension. You always, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah.
2: Dude, fly fishing is really subtle. It's really fun, Like, you know, yeah, it is. But it's just like (laughs) from the outsider's perspective, it it would almost be, I can't compare it to anything, but it's like if someone was really like a master at piano, they'd be able to like define the really like subtle things. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're just learning it, you're like, why did your pinky go on that fourth key? Hmm, right. And it's like that's everything. Yeah. I added a that's seven. <laughs> that's all of it. Okay. Like, and I, I don't even know if I said that right. It's like I added this, like yeah, major ninth or what. And I don't know what that means. But no, like, right. but that's what y'all are doing, and it's just from the like the observer. I'm like, that, y'all are making too much of it. But no, it makes sense. Like it's yeah. y'all, it's uh, it's intentional. Yeah. Well, and
0: you learn. like when yeah. when we first started out, we didn't understand all the subtleties yeah. at all, mm-hmm. and say. So, we didn't catch very many fish. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you know, you throw it out there and you kind of see what happens. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you, just a feel thing. Like yeah. you have to put it the is. hours in to
1: kind of be like, oh, even if I described it to you, if you didn't have enough hours put in, you probably wouldn't get it. Yeah. Cause you kind of have to put yourself in that situation. Like to even like what we just went through to visualize the stream casting it out straight in front mm-hmm. of you, letting the water take it, visualizing it rising in the water column at the end of the drift. Like yeah. all of that kind of has to come with being out there a couple times and being like, oh, when that happens, maybe I should think about this or mm-hmm. this is what my fly is doing in the water when that happens. If I strip it really fast and I'm using floating line, my fly is going to stay high in the water column yeah. versus if I throw it out there and put no pressure on it or no tug on it, it's going to drop in the water and go deeper. Yeah. And so you're just kind of trying to visualize, like, what is my fly, you know, doing in the water? Yeah. And that just comes with time.
2: So is that technique um, like the only one you use for smallmouth?
1: No, no, no. I would say. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, as, as much as that's a whole episode, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was even on. I was on Facebook today on one of the fly fishing community groups, and this guy was talking about dead drifting for smallmouth, and he had an indicator bobber, mm-hmm. and um, and he was fishing a helgramite underneath mm-hmm. it, which is a a bug essentially that smallmouth eat that lives in our streams here, but. Um yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways. You can even I caught a fish that one day I was talking about where I threw it straight upstream and I did I didn't have an upstream attitude at all and I caught one. And yeah. sometimes it's just random. And then sometimes it is a technique, but yeah. there's a thousand different ways to you caught and catch. a big
0: smallmouth in one of those creeks back behind our houses, I don't know, three years ago. Yeah. Dead yeah, dead drifting a jig. <laughs>
1: it was uh right? Uh we were fishing jigs that day, but I he I ended up catching that one on a Double Dirty Hippie, which (laughs) I just had a conversation with somebody on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) It was, no, it wasn't that day, but it was, we made a YouTube video that had that. That's great. Have you seen that? Uh
2: Yeah, need to inside joke.
1: Um, I got to pull up this message because I was, I was talking with, who was this? The Sovereign Piscator Mm. on Instagram, um, Randy Hanner. And, uh. Randy was talking about his favorite, all-time favorite fly. He brought this up before I even said anything. His all-time favorite fly is the double dirty hippie. And I was like, no way. I didn't even know other people knew about that. I'm sure it's probably a pretty popular one. But I was like, that is my all-time favorite smallmouth fly too because it's the one that I got my personal best on, which mm-hmm. was an 18 and a half inch um, smallmouth bass in that little creek. Mm-hmm. So there's a thousand ways to skin to with with smallmouth. But
0: all right. Should we play the last one? Let's
1: go. Last one. Let's go. And the most controversial one. <laughs> Um it's kind of blew up on Instagram. This one blew up. We're, we're going to play this one because, yeah, so a little context. This one was with Peyton Essary, who, um, Big Pete, uh, he's a taxidermist. He's a honeybee rescuer. Um, he is a crappie guide, and he's kind of like been known as the crappie whisperer yeah. on Beaver Lake um, for a while, and uh, so we did an interview with him, and great, great episode if you're thinking about like how do i go catch crappie on on the lake mm-hmm. he literally just like walks you through it and i've talked to a few people who've listened and then gone and caught fish um but this reel that you cut <laughs> daniel out of the episode or not out of the episode but cut from the episode to put on instagram blew up and it got like 60 i think we're at 64 65,000 yeah uh views and we got a, just a, a bunch of people followed us from it and uh and it was because we think it was like pretty controversial. Yeah, the funny
2: thing is, I remember making it because it was one of those days that it was getting later, typically when I post, and I was like, crap, I have to get a reel out. So I chopped it up probably in like five minutes. And <laughs> I'm like, impressed. Like five really, minutes, yeah. put the subtitles on it, and was like, oh, whatever. I didn't check. I just didn't go back to it. And I, I think you sent, in, you sent in a text to the group. was like, guys, the Instagram is blowing <laughs> it's up. And blowing I was like, up. Must be from an old reel or anything, and then yeah. it's like everyone has an opinion about this. Yeah, I was just doing it because I was like, "This is a really, this seems like a charitable thing by from Peyton to do it." I wasn't like, I don't think a, any of us being a really yeah, good guide. Yeah, I don't think yeah. any of us were like, "Yes, all guys should do this." No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah. some people took it like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I'm, gonna, I'm excited to read some comments after we hear. So I'm one. gonna play it.
1: I just checked. So. I checked yesterday, it had like 64,000. It has 67,000 now. Okay. So it's still getting plays. Yeah. And it was to the point we were getting like, it was like 100 followers every single day. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I always go by, if you don't catch at least one limit, which is 15 on
2: Beaver Lake, then you don't pay. I've seen guides come in and, you know, their customers don't catch nothing and they want full payment. And I'm just like, it's hard for me to swallow. <laughs> Man, I'll take you out and take you for a boat ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I could have done that. Yeah, we could just hang That's out. easy money, is what I say.
1: I mean, there's no loss, right? Like, if it doesn't work out and you don't have a great day. You're not gonna pay. I'll come here in Mount a Deer and make my money. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have something to take home and eat. So there it is. <laughs> um and you know, it's it's fine. I'll I'll just come out of the gate and say we are not suggesting that every guide offers that policy or or you should expect that policy from, yeah, no. from your guide. You definitely
0: shouldn't. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't. But if you're fishing with big Pete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Except if you're fishing <laughs> yeah. with Peyton nutseries. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is why we wanted to highlight that because I have never heard any other guide offer that before. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. And it's not even like catch one fish. It's like...
0: Catch your limit.
1: Your limit, which is 15 fish.
0: Which is saying, I'm so confident yeah. in getting you on these crappie that if we don't do it, we're good. You don't no, pay like, me. Don't, don't pay they, me. That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. He's,
2: very, he's a master. Like, to be able to do that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be the equivalent of someone being like, I'm thinking like music industry would be like, This song doesn't go top five. I don't take any royalties from it. That's crazy. (laughs) Excuse me? It's like I am that confident that I can make a hit. It's going (laughs) to happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because if you think about that, I mean, so let's let's get into it a little bit. If you think about that, if that were to happen in in Big Pete's boat, he has now, assuming he's, you know, you're going to be fishing hard, right? Like he's taking you out there. It's the full thing. You're out there probably all day. Like that's a full day without catching a whole lot of fish or any fish and that's probably, he's probably put in an eight-hour day, maybe even longer because he's getting up early and to have nothing, that's a full day's worth of work. And
2: lunch, right?
1: Lunch, gas for the lunch, bunch. gas. The I mean, yep. yep, all of it. His time and just time, in general. Like, lures. To not get paid yeah. is like, wow, that's bold. I wonder
2: how often it has happened for him I mean, because it has to I'm going
0: to guess not often.
2: Oh, not very, but like it, probably, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. Three out of a hundred? I should text him right now.
1: Hey, hey, Peyton, how's it? Anyway, yeah.
2: Do you want to read some of the comments? The ones that are not horrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is just like inside listener info because we know (laughs) the people commenting, they don't care about us. No, (laughs) they they don't. don't They don't even. They don't don't
2: come and listen to the podcast. They don't know
3: what's going on. Some
1: of them are, yeah, not from the Ozarks. Yeah. But it was hilarious. Some of these people who are commenting, they're not from here, the Ozarks. They've probably never heard of us before. And, you know, you always get the people
0: commenting just to comment and say They something.
2: also think that we're, like,
1: vouching for this.
2: Yeah. That they assume it's like, oh, yeah.
0: Well, like, wasn't that the internet? That the internet. <laughs> like, if you make a statement, it's like, they believe this with the entirety of their being. They're like,
1: no, we just actually
2: put it it's out like, there.
0: It's yeah. like, no <laughs> such thing as gray area. <laughs> yeah. Everything's black and white. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you stand behind this <laughs> yeah, whole that is the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. And
1: you know what? I'll even say this. Some of these people make a really good point. Like, yeah. Um, they maybe articulate in a way that I wouldn't, but <laughs> but they make a good point and like stuff that I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. So so here's one. This was a this was a pretty. Um, maybe I'll start with a... Let's start with a hot one. Uh, so here's one from a guy. What an insane expectation of a guide in the fishery. I average a dozen fish per trip and zero to one skunk per season out of hundreds of clients of year a year, and many guides far better than myself have a skunk rate over fifteen percent. You're not paying for fish. You're paying for help, experience, and the best opportunity of catching a fish. And if every guide guaranteed you'd limit, there wouldn't be a single fish left in the effing lake. (laughs) In the (laughs) lake. (laughs) Fair. Most guides run five to seven days a week. No fishery can handle that. Less stupid stuff, please. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Uh, is that? Okay.
2: Let's debate that. Okay. Here we go. If every guide caught limit, there would be no fish left. Dude, the crappie, crappie specifically, that's not true.
1: I don't think that's true for Beaver Lake. I think depending yeah. on where you go, the fishery, every fishery is different. Yeah, yeah. but it also has different regulations. That's so what they have a limit. Exactly. Like The yeah. game and fish has put in that limit for a reason. Sure, everyone's not going to catch yeah. that every time they go out. But to some extent, like Peyton only guides in the spring. He talked about that. Mm-hmm. So he's not guiding year-round. Mm-hmm. And he's guiding at a time when it's like, it's pretty reasonable to think that you're not going to get skunked on a day. Yeah. From From what he said. Yeah. You're going to catch
0: the fish. Yeah.
1: It's like kind of, and what I've heard too from after doing the episode is like, if you can't catch spring crappie, like as a guide, like may, what are you doing as a guide? Yeah, you <laughs> like, shouldn't be a guide. Maybe you shouldn't yeah. be a guide. Like yeah. anybody who owns a boat shouldn't be a guide. Yeah.
2: Um, So that guy's mainly right. I just want to say that he, you know, he dramatized it a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't articulate (laughs) the same
1: with some of the the stuff he said, but I get it. Uh, Here's another one. It's fishing. A guy doesn't guarantee catching a limit. It should increase your chance of catching fish and just having an enjoyable experience. But that's insane. That's insane to expect someone trying to make a living by guiding, which already isn't a high-paying gig, to not expect payment because you didn't catch as many fish as you wanted. Get your own boat. And gas and gear and do it on your own time. If you think it's optional to pay guide, effing babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did that. So one. what's
0: funny about that one is,
1: yeah, if that was
0: <laughs> us expecting that of a guide, I would yeah. agree with that comment. This is the guide himself saying, yeah. this is my personal right. policy. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like a different perspective. This is, this is what I offer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying every like all guides everywhere should do this. But for me personally, for my business, how I want to run it, this yeah. is how I do it. That's how he does it. It's That's so what he great.
2: Maybe he thought that, you know, you and Peyton were like fighting on Mike and you were like, I'm not paying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, what did he assume? Because it was like, no, nah, dude, know. this is the guide being
1: like, I'm not going to pay.
2: Yeah. He said it.
0: Like, yeah, like, <laughs> <this> is- <laughs> yeah, like which my policy is yeah. which I said this, <laughs> my this, response this.
1: back to it because I'm not trying to like start anything, but I was like, I said, agreed, no one should expect this policy from their guide ever, unless their guide is big <laughs> yeah. P who offers this policy. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like <laughs> I get it. And I and I don't, you know, any guide who may listen, like mm. we're not I I'm not hoping that you start offering this or put the expectation on you because that's totally not fair. And you're right, like p- to people. Who work all day and just because you didn't catch a fish, like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't mm-hmm. pay them. Think about think about if you went to work all day and because you didn't get any work done because maybe you had meetings or, like, something, you know, it just wasn't a productive day. Or, or
2: someone on the other end of an email didn't respond. Yeah, yeah like, you couldn't. Paid. And, yeah.
1: and because you didn't get any, like, actual work done or you are in a training, right? Like, you not get paid. Like, that's not... You wouldn't expect that Yeah. in your job. I wouldn't expect that. I'd be okay. mad. So, yeah. I wouldn't ever
0: expect a guide. Yeah. The good mad. thing about this is the, the culture for guides has been set. So, people are up in arms because they're like, that's ridiculous to expect it. Yeah. And, it,
3: you know, we're like, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> that's why like, we posted think, it yeah, cause thankfully, cause it's ridiculous. <laughs> even, 99.99% of the time, if you go with a guide, unless you're fishing with Peyton, right. <laughs> you're paying him. Yeah. Yeah. And you should tip him. Yeah. Even if you right. don't catch much. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, you're, it, yeah. You're there to learn. You're there to figure out new techniques. You're there to, you know, find new water, whatever it may be. But I don't I have a personal story about this. Okay. Not for crappie. Real but.
2: real quick before you get in the personal story. I think Mine's it's short. actually hilarious. Like it's almost a catch twenty-two. Like if I would have posted, uh, yeah, if they don't catch the li- or catch the limit, they still have to pay. Mm-hmm the real wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, and we wouldn't right. be yeah, talking about, true. and no one would have commented. So it's like, you kind of have to put something that's out there. Yeah. F- to even get a comment. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be a view that's like weird. That's true. But like, we wouldn't be showing that room and be like, oh dude, yeah. People <laughs> have to pay for, for paying when he guides. Like, it's like shoot, yeah. that's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're right? paying for. Yeah.
1: I, I do want to, before you tell your story, I do want to read some of the good comments because <laughs> it wasn't all bad. We had a lot of people who were like, wow, that's really cool. Um, you don't. This guy said um, you don't hear about fishing guides like this guy. Another guy said I've never had a guide with this kind of perspective. This is definitely rare. There's uh, oh the the one that, that you like, Kyle. This guy said paying to catch crappie is wild AF to me. <laughs> <laughs> LMAO. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, uh, why are you paying for a guy? To, to, catch for guy to catch crappie, and that's dude. That to, like, guy should copy. become a guide.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe he is. I don't know. He's feeling himself. <laughs> yeah. All you know, right, what, I mem- what's your story? I remember early on learning how to fly fish. I was still in college my granddad offered, I think for my birthday, to pay for a guide to go do a half day or full day or whatever it was. And uh, I think it was a half day. After a half day, we'd not caught many fish. After we bumped it to a full day. So we were in a drift boat. So we called his buddy. It was like, you know, bring the truck another however many miles downstream. And we ended up getting into a few. And we were, I think it was hopper season. So we were a lot of top water stuff. I fished some streamers. I fished some nymphs, all of that. And I didn't. Realize that the fishing was bad. Like, I was catching just enough fish to be like, this is great. I'm yeah. learning. I've never done this before. I'm learning all this different stuff. We get back to the truck, and he's like, y'all don't have to pay me. That was terrible. All that stuff. And I was wow. like, no, that's the most fun I've had in forever. <laughs> like, I was learning how to fly fish. Yeah. So for me, like, I was thinking I'm a terrible fisherman. Like, I'm just yeah. figuring it all out. We pay him, of course, and yeah. tip him, and he's a great guy. And we're like, no, th- this was awesome. But it was it was him saying, y'all don't owe me a thing. This was a bad day of fishing. We should have caught a lot more. I came away from the from the experience going, that was the most fun day mm-hmm. of fishing I've had in a long time. Yeah, Maybe ever, yeah. at least on a fly rod, because I was new to the sport and all of that. So w- with yeah. that and with guides and all of it, you probably have a lot of clients who, yes, they they can go figure out how to fish. They have a kayak, they have a boat, they have whatever, but they're trying to get into it for the first time. So even... Paying somebody to learn the technique, yeah, to then go and refine it over the next however yeah. many years that they fish <laughs> is one thousand percent worth your money every single time. Right. Agreed. Totally
1: agree. And and you could almost like compare it to like signing up for a class or like you know just because you don't actually produce if you sign up for a class in like videography just because at the end maybe you don't have a video that's like going to blow up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, right. You still learn the techniques, the skills, and, and something that I actually I have heard other guides offering this um, and it's just another take on it. It's kind of this like middle ground, uh, almost a compromise. If you go out and you skunk, some guides will, um, they won't like ask for a tip and they'll, they'll go ahead and like schedule a new day with you Mm -hmm. um, or, or offer like a, another day at a discounted price Mm -hmm. just to get you in the boat again and actually get you on some fish because most guides like, yeah, they want to get paid and they want to make money, but they also want you to feel like you're walking away with like, I know how to go do this myself and it's hard to feel that after yeah. a day of not catching any fish.
2: And
0: they want you to leave feeling like you paid for value. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: So I don't that, know. That's kind of a middle ground. I would, and I'm the exception. I'm just going to say that I'm the exception. I, if I hired a guide right now and we didn't catch a single fish, I honestly wouldn't care. But if I learned how to fish, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's worth. I just paid mm. for a X $500 lesson. Cool from a, like, a dude who does this every single day. Hmm, Right. But I'm probably the exception. Like, I I think we interviewed someone, and they were like, you hate the clients. They're like, I don't care if we don't catch a fish. I'm like, dude, I legit would not care. Like, I I just want to go out. Like, I I I wouldn't care. I like, it'd be fun to be on the water, and, like, we'd get to talk and drink a few beers and, like, learn how to fly fish, because my friends aren't, they won't teach me, so. Well, I'll say, if if you don't
0: care how to catch a fish, you should come fish with us, because you can't catch them with us, apparently. (laughs) Just yeah. with Veet. <laughs> we make sure that you can. not <laughs> In Veet's defense. Veet will catch them all around you <laughs> yeah, and make fun of you the whole I'm time. I'm putting stuff on your floor. Yeah, Veet's like, know he know like that. catches yeah. one over
2: here. He's like, yeah, Daniel, throw like over there. She's he's like, like yeah, yeah, man, th- this is a bumblebee
0: pattern. It works <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ch- go check go up out a that- rock
2: from the bank. He'll catch a lot of really cool
1: fish. Yeah, go check out
0: that uh, that two-inch deep water over there. That's going to be really good. <laughs> really? A lot uh, of structure in there. Okay, okay. pebbles. He's fishing backwards into those eddies that get all cruddy. Yeah. Like dead water forever. Upstream attitude. Upstream attitude. Dude. you got it dan you're fishing for trout <laughs> yeah yeah
1: big pete big pete yeah, so fun. yeah that blew up and um i know i was talking to him he's already had a few people reach out and like i want to go fishing with you because <laughs> like like it really is especially i mean it's good publicity for him because it's that's part of his business model mm-hmm. it's like he's saying that as kind of like a marketing ploy in a way of like book me and i will get you on fish yeah which is really cool yep definitely and he's confident enough to say that so those are those are the clips. That's man. it, man. That's what we got. That's all we had. So, um, I hope you guys like this this format and kind of revisiting some recent episodes, kind of highlighting some stuff, and then diving into a, a little bit more of like the topics and stuff like that. I thought it was fun. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Oh, I love I don't it know about y'all. Oh, I
0: yeah. think. Uh, well, I think too. If as you're listening to this, like. We enjoy we're all friends. Like we enjoy getting on the mic together Speak and sharing yourself. stories and looking <laughs> <Okay>. stand. <thanks Dan, laughs> all that kind of stuff. Hater. So <laughs> classic, like everything else, we won't do this every time. No. But it is really fun to revisit revisit some episodes, some of the things we've learned, some of the things Daniel's Listening to, but not taking in fully, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I then know. also get, getting to share some of our own stories is always a good time, too. Yeah. No, so. it
1: is. And, and and even, like, highlighting, putting it to use, some of the stuff that we learned. Like, you talking about what you learned from Ben, and then going to put that to use.
0: Yeah, the only reason we scheduled this was Kyle immediately was like, that's a huge fish. We're going to go talk about it. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> we <have to. laughs> like, yeah. We don't need to find a guest this week, because I've never caught a fish like this, and now we have. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: seriously. Um, These
2: are also conversations we're having off mic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And caveat another caveat we don't agree with all the people we interview we have different opinions because we're getting information from a lot of different sources so this is kind of our chance to like kind of pull the curtain back and be like yeah we it's, actually it's what we think It respectfully disagree with this person this is actually a different way to think about it or heck yeah that's awesome we're all in on that and uh we don't know if y'all
0: care about our opinions,
2: but we're going to give them. <laughs> hey, we have a podcast. <laughs> not all the time, but like every once in a while. So.
0: Everything you hear on a podcast is trustworthy. Yeah, it's yeah. just like the internet. Especially it's, this it's one. true, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why we try to get voices that are not just ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It, and it is it is like, we, we try intentionally to reach out to people who are credible. They have some position sure. of authority. Um, because, yeah, we, I do not agree with people who just, because you have a platform, you can say whatever you want and it's supposed to be fact or true. I am totally against that. And so totally we, we do our best to try to get people on who have a yeah. voice, a credible voice. But at the end of the day, if you think about it, our entire podcast is made up of um, people's perspective, different mm-hmm. people's perspective. Mm-hmm. Some of it is fact and it's biology and it's science. And then some of it is more on like the opinion side and it's how they do it, it's what their their position on it is. So, yeah. you know, there's always some gray area mm-hmm. with, yep. with that stuff. definitely. Um, but... This is fun. I'm glad we mm-hmm. did this. Me too. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and make sure you share it with a buddy, hunting buddy, fishing buddy. I don't care. Somebody, nobody. <laughs> Just send it to somebody. And we'll see you on the next one. This podcast is hosted by Kyle V and Kyle Plunkett and produced by Daniel Matthews. For guest recommendations, episode ideas, and general questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or email us at the Ozark Podcast at gmail.com. Finally, we love making this show and being able to offer this podcast to y'all for free but if you're listening and you want to support the ozark podcast to allow us to travel even further and meet more interesting people head over to our patreon and sign up to join our most loyal listeners let me tell you these folks are 100 certified Ozarkins. and of course we can't forget to thank our good buddy jd clayton for providing the amazing music for today's episode Check out his website to see where he's touring next at jdclaytonofficial.com. Now, sit back and enjoy his song, American Millionaire.